What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez, and I am so happy to be back with all of you. It has been a long few months. Uh, Actually, I think it's been about eight months, almost nine months uh, since I aired an episode of the podcast. And I have missed you all so very much. Um, And to kick things off for the the comeback series, I will be doing a five part series for navigating small business transitions. As you all know, navigating transitions is a specialty of mine. It's what I do with all of my clients. Um, Clients come to me when they are in a position of change within their business. So either they are trying to grow and achieve that next big ass goal, or they're trying to scale back or pivot, right? Maybe the version of the business that they have grown is no longer what they're in love with, and they're trying to figure out what to do next. Um, So today, to kick off our five-part series, I'm talking to you about why you cannot be strategic when you're in survival mode. Um, So many of the clients that come to me, they find me and they're in a panic mode. And so anything, um, we're gonna get into why you can't be strategic when you're in survival mode and how to switch from survival mode to strategy mode and then some next steps for moving forward from there. Um, But first I just wanted to give you a little bit of a life update. So. I think a lot of you, well, I know a lot of you are along the journey last year as we were in the process of finishing construction on our back den because <laughs> um, we had the house fire and that just, I'm laughing because it it just seemed never ending at the time. Um, and actually the contractors didn't even leave my house until January of this year. January, 2023 was the last month we had contractors. So we've just really been enjoying having our home to ourselves and, um, being able to kind of, I guess, nest. I don't know. That seems like a a term you use when you're preparing for a baby, but, um, we haven't really had the chance to do that in our house to nest because it was just one thing after another for the past three years. So in August, we'll have been in our home. And for those of you that are new, we live in a 100 year old home. And when we moved in, since we've moved in three years ago, um, it's just been one thing after another. So we've been really enjoying that. I have gotten back in, you know, it's spring, summer now. So um, Rebel is almost out of school and I have two large garden bed garden boxes this year, raised garden beds. Um, so 
a garden about double the size that I did last year. I planted my flower garden again. So I've just been really enjoying, um, especially now that the weather has gotten nicer. We've all just really, really loved hanging out in our backyard and having family and friends over. So um, if you need me and <laughs> you're looking for me, I'm probably hanging out in my Adirondack chair or my hammock, which is right next to the garden and happens to be kind of like a little secret patio. Um, so it's a little bit sectioned off from the rest of the yard, which is so nice. The kids, the dog, everyone else can go crazy in the back and I can have my little corner of Zen just for me. It is glorious. If you don't have a little corner of Zen somewhere in your home just for you, I highly suggest it. Whether it's literally like a corner, like my patio is like kind of a, on the corner. Um, anyway, it is a game changer. I meditate out there. I read out there. I have my morning coffee out there. Um, sometimes I hide out there <laughs> because no one can see that I'm there. Um, so anyway, that's just a little life update. Um, so let's get into today's topic. Business owners come to me, as you know, during times of transition. And a lot of times, these transition periods can be incredibly stressful. Business owners feel overwhelmed, they're working overtime, they're feeling underpaid, they're starting to resent their work or their customers or the fact that they even started this to begin with. You may be resonating with any or all of these things. And the thing I know the most is that when you reach this point as a small business owner, when you're at capacity with your time, your money, and or your energy, a lot of times it all comes to a head, something has to give. So if you've hit capacity for your resources, then your growth as a small business is also at capacity. You can no longer grow because you can no longer take on anything else until you, or invest in anything else, until you free up some time, money, or energy somewhere. So at the end of this, I'm going to give you some tips for navigating that in particular. Um, but right now, I just wanted to highlight some of the most common issues I see. And one of the things I see, the easiest thing for me to spot and for you to control is to start saying no. So when you're at capacity, you tend to be in the habit of and continuing to say yes too much and to the wrong things. Um, so there's a misalignment there. You're saying yes to things that you know are not a good fit. And a lot of times you're saying yes out of a scarcity mindset. You've probably been in the habit of saying yes, because that's how you got to where you are. That's how you've grown so much. That's how you've built the community. That's how you've generated the income. That's how you've gotten the visibility and the brand awareness and the recognition, right? But now as we enter this transition phase or you're in this transition phase, we're going to help you start saying no more. Um, so the problem with all of these things is it's hard to help you because anything I suggest when you're in this survival mode is going to seem daunting at first. It's, you're going to think like, how will I find the time? Where will I find the energy? Will I ever see my children again? Um, and who's going to pay for all of these things, right? It's just a matter of like, and who's going to do it? So what I do as a marketing strategist is put together a strategy that then you and your, your team can implement. So again, everything I talk about, someone has to execute. And I know this can be the a frustrating part of 
hiring a marketing strategist of the marketing work, right? But here, as we continue talking through these things, I'm going to tell you why this is actually the biggest and best and most helpful investment you can make for yourself as a small business owner, if you feel you're at capacity, okay? Um, so the first thing we need to do in a scenario like this is to stop the bleeding. You have to free up some resources somewhere. You are hemorrhaging time, money, and energy, and you can no longer think clearly. You can no longer think critically. This is impacting your confidence. This is impacting your revenue. This is impacting uh, how often you see your, your family. It's impacting your clarity around the message that you're giving your clients. Are you confused about what you're doing? Because they're confused by what you're doing, right? Um, and it also can bring up some other not so fun feelings like resentment, mom guilt, all of these things. If you're feeling any of these, I'm just here to tell you it's a normal part of the process. You are not alone. And I have a solution, a process I'm going to take you through that's going to help you with this. Today, we're going to work through this right now. We're not going to solve all of your problems today, but we will work through this, give you a lifeline to hang on to, to stop the bleeding and to help you thinking more clearly and focus on next steps. Um, so in order to stop the bleeding, what we need to do is you need to free up resources. So if you're at capacity, so is your growth. So something has to give if you want to grow. That is an important thing to remember. You cannot operate at this level of capacity forever. This is not a, sustain a sustainable business model because it doesn't allow you to grow. Um, so the first thing I recommend clients do is to do a time audit, is to really understand how they're spending their time on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I suggest doing this for one whole week, seven days, tracking every minute of your time. Obviously, you're busy, so you're probably already thinking like, oh my God, how am I even gonna have time to track time? But honestly, just get a piece of paper, do it on your phone in your notes app, and just jot it down after each task. Like, okay, I it, it takes, hey, in our house, it takes a couple hours to get the morning routine done because we have three pets. Oh, that's an update too. We have a new, um, in September, we rescued a cat. Her name is Princess. She is, in fact, a princess. Um, and then in February, March of this year, I was out with Odin, our Doberman, and we found a, a, a few kittens in the woods um, and ultimately one named Hank. I'll tell this whole story another time, but Hank uh, came home with us. So we have baby Hank and Princess and Odin. And so, you know, our mornings here are chaotic, trying to make sure the animals are fed, Rebel is fed, everybody is <laughs> dressed and ready and showered and fed for their day. Um, and then you know the drill in the morning, like you probably want to pick up your kitchen a little bit, you have breakfast dishes, like all of the little things um, in between. So when it comes to the time audit, I want to under, I want you to understand how you're spending all of your time and when and where certain things are necessary. So I've learned recently that cleaning the litter box in the morning is not the highest and best use of my time. And not only that, it just is not something I want to do first thing in the morning. So I, I moved it to the end of the day. Like, is this something I can do at the end of the night when I feed the cats dinner, I go down in the basement? Yes, fine. No problem. It takes about five minutes, right? Um, but I, as a morning activity, when time is limited and I need to get out of the house or get ready for work myself, um, that is not something that any of us in my household need to focus on first thing in the morning. And so the reason I was able to to figure that out um, is one, it just, 
evaluating in my home, is this the be- highest and best use of my time? So track your time. And then I want you to go through each of the items that you're on your, your agenda that you've been doing on a regular basis and say, is this the highest and best use of my time specifically, especially around your business items? Um, So free up time on the calendar to strategize and think. We want to increase revenue and we want to streamline production. So these are all areas where you could be hemorrhaging resources, leaching energy. Um, So how do we do this? So number one, I want you to loosely, once you've done your time audit, that's kind of like the the pre-work here. Once you've done a time audit and you have an understanding of how you're spending your time on a day-to-day basis um, in personal and in work life, because as small business owners, those are all very, very interconnected. Um, Then I want you to come to this set of questions. So number one, what is your loosely and quickly identify new goals. Um, So recently I had a client who was telling me she's overwhelmed. I mean, she was leaving me messages late at night as she was on her way back to her bakery. um, And she just, you know, she's overwhelmed. She's overwhelmed. She's underpaid. She's overworked. Uh, So what does she do in this scenario, right? She doesn't have the bandwidth to take on more work. The goal here for her is to shift from some of these smaller, still important and significant uh, orders to some of the bigger higher ticket items like wedding cakes, maybe even quinceanera cakes, like these multi-tiered, bigger cakes and pastries that allow her to showcase her artistry. She is an artist and she doesn't always get to display that when she's doing these uh, like cookie cutter template desserts and cakes for people, right? She would like to be able to showcase that more. Okay, so I know that's the goal now. Um, So loosely and quickly identify goals. This is not the time to like really sit down and strategically think about it. We're just trying to shift you out of survival mode. So with that goal in mind, understanding like this is the end game here, um, then I want you to start saying no. Identify what the lead generating items in your business are and focus on those things only don't take on anything else unless unless it's aligned with this goal that we have in mind. So this is going to be a little bit of a gap phase. So you're going to feel a little scared here. And it's normal for that to happen because you've probably worked so hard generating this business um, that to turn down business seems counterintuitive. But I'm telling you, when you're at capacity with your resources, that is the best thing you can do for you, especially if it's not the business you want to take on. If it's If this client is not the client that you want in the future, The future is right now. I need you to say no to it right now. And you, you can say no so nicely. You can put them on a waiting list. You can refer them to a a friend or someone else in the industry so that they're still taken care of. But you do not have the capacity to take that on, nor is this yes aligned with your goals. It is not getting you closer to your goals. So start saying no. Number three, identify income producing activities. Some people call these IPAs, income generating IGAs, um, and do more of these only. So I see business owners busying themselves with work that is not actually leading to more income. And that busy work is taking away from income producing activities or from the passion inducing activities like saying yes to the bigger wedding cakes or um, 
pro projects that allow you to showcase your expertise, right? In order to grow, in order to move in another direction, you have to make time on your schedule for those opportunities to come in. And then number four, shift what you can into maintenance mode. Um, again, going back to the busy work. So often I see business owners getting caught up in, uh, like social media posting. And, and my number one question is, well, are you getting clients from social media right now? Now, this is a problem we can certainly address. Um, and there are actually more qualified people out there than me to address the social media stuff. But um, if you're not getting clients actively from social media and you are spending a significant amount of time, I'm talking like hours a week on social media, stop it. Just Press pause on that for a moment. If your clients are not coming from there, I promise you, if if it's updated, like do a do a top nine grid, update a few key posts, pin a few key things at the top so they know where to get information. You can still check in on your stories when time permits, but getting caught up and wasting time in content creation is just that for a lot of you. It is a waste of time. What results are is that content producing? And if it's not aligned with your goals, if the results that the content is currently producing is not aligned with this new goal, this area of focus, I want you to just press pause on it right now, just to free up some time, just to free up some mental bandwidth, especially if you're the one running your social media. So focus on the bare minimums to get by so that you can force focus your time, money, and energy in other areas. And then once you have loosely and quickly identified a new goal, you've started saying no, you've shifted your priority to some of the more income producing activities only, and you've shifted what you can into maintenance mode temporarily, just for right now, um, you will find you start to shift out of survival mode. You cannot be strategic because you can cannot think long-term big picture. You cannot see the forest for the trees or whatever that phrase is because you are too deep in the woods. What we need to do here is, or you're drowning. I've had so many business owners tell me that lately. Like, I feel like I'm drowning. I'm busier now than when I worked full time. How is this possible? Honestly, a lot of it comes down to time management. Um, so that's why that time audit is so helpful. And then it comes down to boundaries. And that's what those four questions helped you identify and do is set boundaries, right? And then once you can breathe, once you've cut the weights off your feet and your head comes back above water, you no longer have these things pulling you down below the surface where you feel like you're drowning. You can rest. You can spend a little time creating outside of your business. You can give yourself a break from your business. You have to, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Put some distance between you and the business just for a minute so you can think clearly about the problem. In order to be objective and strategic, you have to take a step back, you have to assess the entire situation, and then you have to calmly and clearly identify a plan of action for moving forward. Um, this also involves getting inspired. Allow a lot of people I love getting inspired by nature, just being out in my garden, going for a walk with a dog without my phone or my headphones, right? Think about, and during these times, I want you to think about how you really want your business to grow. And then 
come back to the drawing board. Now, this is not going to be like a six-month process, okay? I'm talking about all these things you can do within a, a few days. You can do this. Um, it doesn't all have to be like hours or days at a time. This can be a, a quick process, but you do need to do this process if you feel like you're stuck in survival mode. Um, and then come back to the drawing board once you've taken a beat you feel rested, well, as rested as you can be as a small business owner. I know a lot of you are moms as well. Summer is here, buckle up. Um, and then, you know, maybe pour a glass of wine, a sparkling water, go sit outside, change your environment a little bit, and then ask yourself, okay, what is my area of focus and for what time frame? I love a 90-day time frame. I love it. I think it's a great time frame to stick to something new, but that could feel too long for you right now. So maybe it's 30 days for the next 30 days, or maybe it's two weeks. You decide what is your goal. And because of that goal, then what are you focusing on as far as marketing efforts go or other business activities in order to achieve that goal? So what are the action items associated with that goal? And in what time frame do you give yourself to achieve this goal? You all, if you've been around for a while, you've heard me talk about this goal framework and uh, marketing action planning framework for a long time. And that's all this is. Pick a goal or an area of focus. So let's say you want to focus on visibility. I met with a client today and he is going to focus on visibility for the next 30 days until we meet again. And so what that means for him and what we discussed is that he is only doing things that help him get more visible, help him get in front of more of his audience. And so on social media, this looks like direct connection, um, setting a timer for 10 minutes, well, 10, 10, 10, 10 minutes of engaging in stories, 10 minutes of engaging in your feed and 10 minutes of engaging in hashtags and DMs. I did not get this. I didn't make up the strategy. This came from Shannon McKinstry on Instagram and I love it and I use it myself. Um, so that tells the al algorithm you are being active there. It shows people in your audience that you support them. It gets you in front of more people in your industry as well. Um, so that's one of the things he's doing. Another thing he's doing is going to focus on creating some content. Now we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of the content for him because he's still in the beginning phases of just getting in the habit of creating content, understanding what works for him, how he likes to communicate, just kind of experimenting with it. Um, but that is part of the strategy. And then we're also working on SEO. Um, so because if he can be found easier, faster, better on the search engines, then he is getting in front of more of the right people, right? Um, so that is our focus for the next 30 days. Now, something you have to ask yourself too is what would make this focus or this goal successful? And how am I going to measure that? So for this client in particular, um, it's very obvious. We are going to look at his social current social media followers. He wants to increase his followers and he wants to increase visits to the website be, with SEO. So we can track those things using Instagram, 
insights, social media analytics, and Google analytics. Those are all very trackable. And so that's what we'll check in with next month, right? We will set, look at the numbers now and then implement this strategy for the next 30 days. He will execute it. And at the next time we meet, we'll check the numbers and see if it's working. Are the numbers moving in the right direction? So you need to identify your key performance indicators, your KPIs for your strategy. So what are we tracking? How are we going to know it's successful? You don't need to do, I think sometimes, well, I know that marketing gets overcomplicated with all of the tools that are available, but a, a simple spreadsheet in Excel or Google Drive or a notebook to just track is fine for now until you get in the habit of doing this, until you have someone to help you with this. Um, hello, hi, I help you with this. <laughs> okay, so then I want you to put these to-dos on your calendar and you make it realistic because now you are aware of how you've been spending your time. You freed up a little time by saying no and sticking to your boundaries, shifting some things into maintenance mode, and you've identified a new focus. So hopefully this new focus is exciting, it's rejuvenating, it's renewed your, your sense of purpose and love with your business and your clientele. And then you have started the transition. So before you know it, you will be achieving your goals or that much too closer to achieving them. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be back with you. Uh, if you have any questions or you just want to share love for this podcast and this episode, you know, you can find me on Instagram at marketing uninhibited. I would love to see what you're doing when you're watching this episode or what you learned from this episode. So thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with you next week. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.